Part three of The Gods of Pagana by Lord Edward J. M. D. Plunkett Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jason Mills. Part three of Johanneth Lahai, the god of little dreams and fancies. Johanneth Lahai is the god of little dreams and fancies. All night he sendeth little dreams out of Pagana to please the people of earth. He sendeth little dreams to the poor man, and to the king. He is so busy to send his dreams to all before the night be ended, that oft he forgetteth which be the poor man, and which be the king. To whom Johanneth Lahai cometh not with little dreams and sleep, he must endure all night the laughter of the gods, with highest mockery, in Pagana. All night long Johanneth Lahai giveth peace to cities, until the dawn hour and the departing of Johanneth Lahai when it is time for the gods to play with men again. Whether the dreams and the fancies of Johanneth Lahai be false, and the things that are done in the day be real, or the things that are done in the day be false, and the dreams and the fancies of Johanneth Lahai be true, none knoweth, saving only Mana Yudsushai, who hath not spoken. Of Rune, the god of going, and the thousand home gods, Rune said, There be gods of moving, and gods of standing still, but I am the god of going. It is because of Rune that the worlds are never still, for the moons and the worlds and the comet are stirred by the spirit of Rune, which saith, Go, go, go. Rune met the worlds all in the morning of things, before there was light upon Pagana, and Rune danced before them in the void, since when they are never still. Rune sendeth all streams to the sea, and all rivers to the soul of Slid. Rune maketh the sign of Rune before the waters, and lo, they have left the hills. And Rune hath spoken in the ear of the north wind, that he may be still no more. The footfall of Rune hath been heard at evening outside the houses of men, and thenceforth comfort and abiding know them no more. Before them stretcheth travel over all the lands, long miles, and never resting between their homes and their graves and all at the bidding of Rune. The mountains have set no limit against Rune, nor all the seas a boundary. Whither Rune hath desired, there must Rune's people go, and the worlds, and their streams, and the winds. I heard the whisper of Rune at evening, saying, There are islands of spices to the south, and the voice of Rune saying, Go. And Rune said, There are a thousand home gods, the little gods that sit before the hearth and mind the fire. There is one Rune. Rune saith in a whisper, in a whisper when none heareth, when the sun is low, What doeth Mana Yudsushai? Rune is no god that thou mayest worship by the hearth, nor will he be benignant to thy home. Offer to Rune thy toiling and thy speed, whose incense is the smoke of the campfire to the south whose song is the sound of going, whose temples stand beyond the farthest hills in his lands behind the east. Yarinareth, 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 which signifieth beyond. These words be carved in letters of gold upon the arch of the great portal of the temple of Rune that men have builded looking towards the east upon the sea, where Rune is carved as a giant trumpeter, with his trumpet pointing towards the east beyond the seas. Whoso heareth his voice, the voice of Rune at evening, 
he at once forsaketh the home gods that sit beside the hearth. These be the gods of the hearth. Pitsu, who stroketh the cat, Hobbith, who calms the dog, and Habaniah, the lord of glowing embers, and little Zumbibu, the lord of dust, and old Gribon, who sits in the heart of the fire to turn the wood to ash. All these be home gods, and live not in Pagana, and be lesser than Rune. There is also Kilulugung, the lord of a rising smoke, who taketh the smoke from the hearth, and sendeth it to the sky, who is pleased if it reacheth Pagana, so that the gods of Pagana, speaking to the gods, say, There is Kilulugung, doing the work on earth of Kilulugung. All these are gods so small that they be lesser than men, but pleasant gods to have beside the hearth. And often men have prayed to Kilulugung, saying, Thou whose smoke ascendeth to Pagana, send up with it our prayers, that the gods may hear. And Kilulugung, who is pleased that men should pray, stretches himself up all grey and lean, with his arms above his head, and sendeth his servant the smoke to seek Pagana, that the gods of Pagana may know that the people pray. And Jabim is the lord of broken things, who sitteth behind the house to lament the things that are cast away. And there he sitteth lamenting the broken things, until the worlds be ended, or until someone cometh to mend the broken things. Or sometimes he sitteth by the river's edge, to lament the forgotten things that drift upon it. A kindly god is Jabim, whose heart is sore if anything be lost. There is also Tribugi, the lord of dusk, whose children are the shadows, who sitteth in a corner far off from Habaniah, and speaketh to none. But after Habaniah hath gone to sleep, and old Gribon hath blinked a hundred times, until he forgetteth which be wood or ash, then doth Tribugi send his children to run about the room and dance upon the walls, but never disturb the silence. But when there is light again upon the worlds, and dawn comes dancing down the highway from Pagana, then does Tribugi retire into his corner, with his children all around him, as though they had never danced about the room. And the slaves of Habaniah and old Gribon come and awake them from their sleep upon the hearth, and Pitsu strokes the cat, and Hobbith calms the dog, and Kilulugung stretches aloft his arms towards Pagana, and Tribugi is very still, and his children asleep. And when it is dark, all in the hour of Tribugi, Hish creepeth from the forest, the lord of silence, whose children are the bats, that have broken the command of their father, but in a voice that is ever so low. Hish husheth the mouse, and all the whispers in the night, he maketh all noises still. Only the cricket rebelleth, but Hish hath set against him such a spell, that after he hath cried a thousand times, his voice may be heard no more, but becometh part of the silence. And when he hath slain all sounds, Hish boweth low to the ground. Then cometh into the house, with never a sound of feet, the god Yohoneth Lahai. But away in the forest, whence Hish hath come, Wahoon, the lord of noises in the night, awaketh in his lair, and creepeth round the forest to see whether it be true that Hish hath gone. Then in some glade, Wahoon lifts up his voice, and cries aloud, that all the night may hear that it is he, Wahoon, who is abroad in all the forest. And the wolf, and the fox, and the owl, and the great beasts and the small, lift up their voices to acclaim Wahoon. And there arise the sounds of voices, and the stirring of leaves. 
THE REVOLT OF THE HOME GODS There be three broad rivers of the plain, born before memory or fable, whose mothers are three grey peaks, and whose father was the storm. Their names be Aimes, Zanes, and Segastrian. And Aimes is the joy of lowing herds, and Zanes hath bowed his neck to the yoke of man, and carries the timber from the forest far up below the mountain. And Segastrian sings old songs to shepherd boys, singing of his childhood in a lone ravine, and of how he once sprang down the mountainsides and far away into the plain to see the world, and of how one day at last he will find the sea. These be the rivers of the plain, wherein the plain rejoices. But old men tell, whose fathers heard it from the ancients, how once the lords of the three rivers of the plain rebelled against the law of the worlds, and passed beyond their boundaries, and joined together, and whelmed cities, and slew men, saying, We now play the game of the gods, and slay men for our pleasure, and we be greater than the gods of Pagana. And all the plain was flooded to the hills. And Aimes, Zanes, and Segastrian sat upon the mountains, and spread their hands over their rivers that rebelled by their command. But the prayer of men going upward found Pagana, and cried in the ear of the gods, there be three home gods who slay us for their pleasure, and say that they be mightier than Pagana's gods, and play their game with men. Then were all the gods of Pagana very wroth, but they could not whelm the lords of the three rivers, because, being home gods, though small, they were immortal. And still the home gods spread their hands across their rivers, with their fingers wide apart, and the waters rose and rose, and the voice of their torrent grew louder, crying, are we not Ames, Zanes, and Sagastrian? Then Mung went down into a waste of Africa, and came upon the drought Umbul, as he sat in the desert upon iron rocks, clawing with miserly grasp at the bones of men, and breathing hot. And Mung stood before him as his dry sides heaved, and ever as they sank his hot breath blasted dry sticks and bones. Then Mung said, Friend of Mung, Go thou, and grin before the faces of Aimes, Zanes, and Sagastrian, till they see whether it be wise to rebel against the gods of Pagana. And Umbul answered, I am the beast of Mung. And Umbul came and crouched upon a hill upon the other side of the waters, and grinned across them at the rebellious home-gods. And whenever Aimes, Zanes, and Sagastrian stretched out their hands over their rivers, they saw before their faces the grinning of Umbul. And because the grinning was like death in a hot and hideous land, therefore they turned away, and spread their hands no more over their rivers, and the waters sank and sank. But when Umbul had grinned for thirty days, the waters fell back into the river-beds, and the lords of the rivers slunk away back again to their homes. Still Umbul sat and grinned. Then Aimes sought to hide himself in a great pool beneath a rock, and Zanes crept into the middle of a wood, and Sagastrian lay and panted on the sand. Still Umbul sat and grinned. And Aimes grew lean, and was forgotten, so that the men of the plain would say, Here once was Aimes. And Zanes scarce had strength to lead his river to the sea. And as Sagastrian lay and panted, a man stepped over his stream. And Sagastrian said, it is the foot of a man that has passed across my neck, and I have sought to be greater than the gods of Pagana. Then said the gods of Pagana, 
it is enough. We are the gods of Pagana, and none are equal. Then Mung sent Umbul back to his waist in Afric, to breathe again upon the rocks, and parch the desert, and to sear the memory of Afric into the brains of all who ever bring their bones away. And Aimes, Zanes, and Sagastrian sang again, and walked once more in their accustomed haunts, and played the game of life and death with fishes and frogs, but never essayed to play it any more with men, as do the gods of Pagana. End of part three.